four Americans were killed at the Capitol on January 6, 2021. Congress just honored their killers. Find out all about it on the special edition of the Doc Washburn Show. Welcome to The Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We're the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 296 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show for Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. Just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman, and I will never forget about the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refuse to even mention. And August 8th, 2022, the day the Biden regime's secret police conducted an unprecedented and unconstitutional raid on the home of a former president of the United States is a day that shall live in infamy. So this really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com. Click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, I don't like being the bearer of bad news, but it's my duty not to sugarcoat anything. I have to tell you the truth. So here goes. I often hear folks say, no police were killed at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. The only person killed was an American veteran named Ashley Babbitt. And when people say this, they're half right. No police were killed on January 6th at the Capitol, but Ashley Babbitt was only one of four patriots who were killed that day. The other three were Roseanne Boyland, who was crushed to death at the tunnel at the lower west portico of the Capitol building, and Kevin Greeson and Benjamin Phillips, who were both standing in a crowd of peaceful protesters outside the Capitol building when they were hit by projectiles, either concussion grenades or tear gas canisters, launched by Capitol Police into that crowd of peaceful protesters. Greeson and Phillips both died of cardiac arrest after being hit. If you have any questions, if the fact that four people died that day and not just Ashley Babbitt, and no police officers died that day, is news to you, I would urge you to read Julie Kelly's great reporting on January 6th over at American Greatness. That's amgreatness.com. Or watch Nick Searcy's great documentary at capitalpunishmentthemovie.com. Now, I don't know how many members of Congress know what really happened on January 6th. We'll probably never know. How many of them realized January 6th was a setup by the feds? And how many of them just believe the narrative they've been fed? But either way, whether they are knowingly complicit or just so gullible, they accept the approved narrative of that day. What we do know is the overwhelming majority of members of Congress are part of the problem. The United States Senate voted unanimously to give the U.S. Capitol Police, who were at the Capitol 
January 6, 2021, Congress's highest honor, the Congressional Medal of Honor. Now, that includes Lieutenant Michael Byrd, who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt at close range with no warning. It also includes Capitol Police, who shot projectiles into the crowd of peaceful protesters, killing Kevin Greeson and Ben Ben Phillips. And it includes the officers responsible for Roseanne Boylan being crushed to death in the Lower West Portico Tunnel that day. Every senator, 50 Democrats and 50 Republicans, they all voted to honor these killers. Only 21 members of the House, all Republicans, voted not to honor them. You deserve to know the names of the people who voted not to honor the killers. The GOP House members who voted not to honor men like Ashley Babbitt's murderer need to be honored themselves. They are Andy Biggs of Arizona, Lauren Boebert of Colorado, Michael Cloud of Texas, Andrew Clyde of Georgia, Warren Davidson of Ohio, Matt Gates of Florida, Louis Gomert of Texas, Bob Good of Virginia, Paul Gosar of Arizona, Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia, Andy Harris of Maryland, Jody Heiss of Georgia, Mary Miller of Illinois, Barry Moore of Alabama, Ralph Norman of South Carolina, Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, John Rose of Tennessee, Matt Rosendale of Montana, Thomas Massey of Kentucky, Chip Roy of Texas, and Greg Stubbe of Florida. They all voted against honoring the Capitol Police for what they did on January 6th. For the record, DeFazio, Democrat of Oregon, Hartzler, Republican from Missouri, Hudson, Republican from North Carolina, and Maloney, Democrat from New York, those four actually abstained from voting. So no matter where you live, your United States senator voted to honor Ashley Babbitt's killer and the folks who killed the others, Roseanne Boyland, Kevin Greeson, and Ben Phillips. And unless you're represented by one of the handful of U.S. representatives whose names I just read out, so did your congressman. Now, I want you to hear what the congressional leaders of both parties just did this very week in the ceremony honoring these thugs in the Capitol Rotunda. We begin with outgoing Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. We gather here exactly 23 months ago. Our nation suffered the most staggering assault on democracy since the Civil War. Oh, my goodness. First of all, the founders did not 
form a democracy. They understood that democracy devolves into mob rule. Instead, they devised a representative republic, a government of laws in which the rights of the minority may be protected. Secondly, the staggering assault on our freedoms has been going on for some time. The FBI illegally colluded with the DNC and the Hillary Clinton campaign to try to keep Trump from having any chance at winning the election in 2016. The FBI began illegally surveilling Trump while he was still a candidate, and they continued that surveillance after he became president. Then FBI Director Comey laid the groundwork for the two-year-long Mueller investigation fiasco, which was designed to hobble Trump and cover up FBI malfeasance and perfidy. Powerful forces in this country outright stole the 2020 election from Trump and from all of us. And the FBI continues to act as a palace guard for the Democrat political machine a role they have been very comfortable with for years now. They refused to answer under oath how many of their assets were embedded in the crowd of protesters on January 6, 2021, and how many of them committed crimes of violence. Nope, they wouldn't answer. But the DOJ has arrested over 1,000 people who were there that day, but not the main perpetrators, people like Ray Epps, who's on video over and over again saying we got to go into the Capitol. And certainly not the person who planted a pipe bomb in front of the Democrat National Headquarters. And don't even get me started about the raid on Mar-a-Lago. So no, Mrs. Pelosi, the people you helped set up on January 6th, were in no way a, quote, threat to our democracy, unquote. January 6th was a day of horror and heartbreak. Oh, it sure was. It was a day of horror and heartbreak for the families of those murdered by your goons. It was a day of horror and heartbreak for those who witnessed the murders. It is also a moment of extraordinary heroism. Staring down deadly violence and despicable bigotry, our law enforcement officers bravely stood in the breach, ensuring for demo- that democracy survived on that dark day. Staring down deadly violence and despicable bigotry? What madness is this? What deadly violence? What despicable bigotry? But this goes hand in hand with Biden's continued insistence that if you support Trump, you're a terrorist. So on behalf of the United States Congress and the American people, it is my honor to present the Congressional Gold Medal to the United States Capitol Police, the Metropolitan Police, and every hero of January 6th from every agent that responded that day. May this medal, the highest honor that Congress can bestow, serve as a token of our nation's deepest gratitude and respect. Not as full, but as a token. And in accepting this medal, you bring luster to this award, just as you bring luster to the Congress and the Constitution of the United States. Will our leaders please join in this presentation? Hey, Nancy, I got your luster right here, okay? Now remember, 
she is implicitly praising Michael Byrd, the guy who ambushed Ashley Babbitt, murdering her at close range with no warning. Michael Byrd, the Capitol Police officer who refused to even cooperate with a police investigation of the shooting. Michael Byrd, who has given exactly one interview. That was to Lester Holt of NBC News. Lester was a very friendly interviewer. He was very gentle with Michael Byrd. He pitched him one softball after another, refusing to ask obvious follow-up questions. Regardless of the most comfortable interview a man in his position could possibly hope for, Michael Byrd was extremely nervous in that interview. You know, almost like a man who realized he was guilty of shooting an unarmed woman for no reason whatsoever. He even said he didn't know if she was armed. But no, 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 no. Congress just told us Michael Byrd is a hero, just like all the other heroes of that day. Okay. Here is a reporter now from the alternate universe that they call CBS News. Uh, just to dip in a little bit, we are watching a ceremony to honor uh, the members of law enforcement, the Capitol Police and the D.C. Police who were in the Capitol uh, the day of the riot. Many of them risking their lives. Many of them uh, still dealing with the emotional and at times physical fallout of, of literally fighting the massive crowd that had poured into the rotunda that you see right there. Um, this is exactly where many of these officers found themselves trying to beat back an angry crowd. They are receiving the highest honor that Congress uh, bestows upon um, citizens. And I'm just going to sort of be quiet and, and let's listen in. Okay, now remember what the great David Burge said on Twitter a few years back. He said, journalism is the art of covering a story with a pillow until it stops moving. All right? Look, there was no riot, at least not one fomented by Trump supporters. I have seen no evidence law enforcement risked their lives that day. Now, some of them may have been violently attacked by federal assets in an effort to make Trump supporters look violent, but they did not literally fight the massive crowd that poured into the rotunda. Law enforcement themselves opened those big, heavy doors from the inside, which they didn't have to. And they welcomed the peaceful protesters into the Capitol, which they didn't have to. I've seen videos of those peaceful protesters staying inside the rope lines. Have you? Has a CBS airhead whose voice you just heard seen those videos? There's no evidence of officers beating back an angry crowd of Trump supporters. But CBS must protect the narrative at all costs. And now we hear from U.S. Capitol Police Chief J. Thomas Manger. I'm honored to accept this Congressional Gold Medal on behalf of the men and women of the United States Capitol Police. 
who bravely sacrificed their own safety in order to protect the Capitol building, the members of Congress, and our country's legislative processes on January 6th, 2021. Okay, every word of what you just heard from that police chief, U.S. Capitol Police, was a lie, including the word and. There is no honor in accepting an award you did not earn. The only people the Capitol Police might have been unsafe around that day were federal assets, agent provocateurs, as it were, embedded among the patriots that fateful day. The legislative processes, really? Protecting the legislative processes? You think so? Uh, More on that coming up a little bit later. I also want to thank our law enforcement partners, especially the Metropolitan Police Department, who came to our aid that day. Words cannot adequately express our gratitude for what you did to help our officers by joining in the fight that was taking place. Gee, I wonder why the National Guard weren't already there. Oh, that's right. President Trump offered them, but Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, and D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser turned him down cold. Gee, I wonder wonder why that might have been. It was a day unlike any other in our nation's history. And for us, it was a day defined by chaos, courage, tragic loss, and resolve. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right, Chief. Your guys were resolved, all right. Say, Chief Manger, since you weren't with the Capitol Police back on January 6, 2021, did you ever think to ask them why they shot projectiles into a peaceful crowd of protesters? Did you ever think to ask them why your officers beat peaceful protesters mercilessly in the lower west portico tunnel? Why, why Michael Byrd? Murdered Ashley Babbitt. You know, kind of like an after-action review, something like that. I'm sure. I'm sure we'd all love to see your work. And I especially want to recognize our officers who made the ultimate sacrifice. Officer Brian Sicknick. Officer Howard Liebengood. Okay. As I'm sure you know, Officer Sicknick did not die on January 6th. He did not die at the Capitol. His death was not caused by anything that happened at the Capitol. I mean, the mainstream media has debunked all that. But I get it. The narrative of the regime is more important than the truth. And obviously, you agree that you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Now, speaking of Officer Howie Liebengood, let's talk about him. Let's try to honor his memory. Let's take a look at a CBS News report from March 18th, 2021, entitled, U.S. Capitol Police Must Be Held Accountable, says wife of officer who died by suicide. You're not going to talk about that, are you? But we are. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. First of all, let me just tell you something. 
If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including the freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you live. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website that puts you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't you worry. Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way. you have any questions, Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options. Clicking that guides you through a few easy questions that then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically, so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, including the freedom to buy it online. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door, no matter where you live in the continental USA. RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. All right, let me tell you about America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier, Patriot Mobile. Now more than ever, it's important to band together and support companies that share our conservative values. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar earned to organizations that fight for causes you care about. Patriot Mobile has exceptional nationwide coverage and uses the same towers the main carriers use. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, along with great discounts for our veteran and first responder heroes, as well as multi-line users. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're shifting your support from the leftist progressive agendas of Big Mobile to the Christian conservative causes of Patriot Mobile, and you are saving money, too. When you become a Patriot Mobile member, your dollars are helping to fund our God-given right to freedom. A portion of every dollar they earn is given back to the causes that support organizations that fight for First Amendment religious freedom, freedom of speech, Second Amendment right to bear arms, sanctity of life, and the needs of our veterans and first responders. Switching is easy. All you have to do is go to PatriotMobile.com or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Make sure you use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, now also offers competitive business plans to suit companies of any size. So if you're a conservative-owned business, tired of seeing your hard-earned dollars go to corporate woke agendas, switch to Patriot Mobile Business. Learn more at business.patriotmobile.com or call their 100% U.S.-based member services team at 469-FREEDOM. Use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation. That's business.patriotmobile.com 
or just call 469-FREEDOM. All right, now, since the police chief of the U.S. Capitol Police brought up a police officer, Howie Liebengood, and is trying to tie him in as one of the guys who died because of what happened on January 6th at the Capitol, I thought it might be instructive to take a look at a CBS News report from March 18th, 2021, just a little over two months after January 6th, and it's entitled, U.S. Capitol Police Must Be Held Accountable, says wife of officer who died by suicide. Oh, my goodness. It's actually quite revealing. All right, here's what it says. The widow of U.S. Capitol Police Officer Howard Liebengood, who died by suicide days after he assisted with riot control at the Capitol during the January 6th attack, is calling for reforms to U.S. Capitol Police in the wake of her husband's death. In a letter sent to Virginia Representative Jennifer Wexton and obtained by CBS News, Serena Liebengood, the widow, wrote that her husband was ordered to remain on duty practically around the clock for three days following the insurrection and was severely sleep-deprived before his death on January 9th, 2021. She wrote, The Liebengood family wants Howie's death to not have been in vain. She called on the Capitol Police to designate her husband's death as in the line of duty. And she wrote, the USCP must be held accountable for its actions and structural reforms instituted to address the mental health of its officers. Now, at a congressional hearing, February 2021, acting Capitol Police Chief Yogananda Pittman stated that Officer Brian Sicknick, who was injured during the Capitol assault and died on January 7th, had died in the line of duty, but would not acknowledge that Liebengood died in the line of duty because she said it's still under investigation. Now, Serena Liebengood said Pittman's reluctance is a wrong that must be rectified. Also, let me mention, the acting chief's claim that Sicknick was injured January 6th, he wasn't, was also corrected and rectified after this CBS News article came out in March of 2021. Anyway, Mrs. Liebengood wrote, What must not be lost in all of this is my beloved husband died as the result of his dedication to the Capitol Police and the sacrifices he made to his well-being on January 6th and the ensuing days just as assuredly as if he had been slain on the Capitol steps. Recognition of the cause of his death, much like the critical examination of the riot itself, will remain central to how we make right those tragedies and help avoid their repetition. In a statement to CBS News early Thursday, now remember this article is from March 2021, Acting Chief Yogananda Pittman said, The USCP family continues to mourn the tragic and untimely death of Officer Howie Liebengood, 
whose family and friends I have prayed with and consoled. The department has provided Howie's family with its much-deserved death gratuity payment. While I want to support the Liebman Good family to the maximum extent possible, line-of-duty death declarations are given to officers who die while carrying out official law enforcement responsibilities. Even the deaths of the law enforcement officers who tragically took their own lives after the terrorist attack on September 11th were not considered line-of-duty deaths. She continues, with a full understanding of an immense appreciation for the toll our profession can have on officers, the department has always made mental health resources available to our workforce and significantly increased those resources in size and scope after January 6th. We will always appreciate Howie's dedication to our department and Congress. Now, CBS News here says the statement did not address whether Officer Liebengood had access to those significant resources in the days between January 6th and January 9th. Well, how could he have if he was on the clock for 72 straight hours? CBS News continues in their report from March 2021, saying, Following the January 6th attack, U.S. Capitol Police responded to a couple of incidents in which officers threatened to harm themselves. In one case, a female officer turned in her own weapon out of fear of what might happen. One source said, The situation has really demoralized the department. There's tremendous moral injury, a sense of failure weighing them down. They went home to family and were asked, how did this happen? And it's very easy for those officers to interpret that as, how could you let this happen? Oh, okay, I see, I see. CBS News report continues, the Liebengood family has been an institution on Capitol Hill For nearly half a century, Howard Liebengood was first a Senate page and later a doorkeeper before becoming a member of the Capitol Police, where he served for 15 years. His father, Howard S. Liebengood, was a former Senate sergeant-at-arms whose responsibilities at the time included oversight of the U.S. Capitol Police. His widow, Serena Liebengood, wrote, There is no way to convey what our family is going through as we struggle to simply function in our grief. In a statement to CBS News, Representative Wexler said, We know that if not for the events of January 6th, Officer Howie Liebengood would still be with us today. His death was a direct result of his defending the U.S. Capitol, an institution that he was devoted to and loved. I will continue to fight for proper recognition for Howie and his family. So that's the article, and it certainly looks like the Democrat Congresswoman Wexler there in North Virginia had no intention of honoring her constituents' memory and his family if it meant in any way crossing the leadership of the Capitol Police. So a lot of gall the current chief has saying he's honoring the memory of Officer Liebengood when the family of the deceased 
says his death is the fault of the department for keeping him on duty around the clock for three solid days. Just outrageous. And I want to recognize also Officer Billy Evans, who was lost in the line of duty on April 2nd, 2021, when he was attacked outside the Capitol by a lone assailant. Now, let me just say this about that. The death of Officer Billy Evans, April 2nd, 2021, was horrific. This officer, unlike the others, was actually murdered. Of course, the Capitol Police Chief is not going to tell you he was murdered by a member of the Nation of Islam. No, no. A devotee of Louis Farrakhan. Because that, of course, would destroy the narrative. No, no. The Capitol Hill Police Chief wants you to get the impression that somehow the murder of Officer Billy Evans, April 2nd, 2021, almost three months after January 6th, is somehow related to January 6th. Why else is his name even brought up in this setting? Never forget what former Obama Chief of Staff Rahm Emanuel once said, never let a good crisis go to waste. I cannot thank our officers enough for their courage, for their resolve, in order to help us protect the Capitol and the Congress from such a horrific attack. All right, there are an awful lot of security cameras all over the Capitol complex. They all record video. Over 14,000 hours of video was recorded on January 5th and January 6th, 2021. Very little of it has been released. Pelosi refuses to allow it to be released. If there was actually evidence of a horrific attack, don't you think we would have seen it by now? Also, if you have seen any video of that day that does look like violence and not violence perpetrated by the police, but violence perpetrated by other people, how do you know it wasn't perpetrated by embedded federal assets? Remember, 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 the FBI categorically refuses to answer questions under oath about their involvement on January 6th. And on the very next day, these officers went back to work and continued to carry out our mission. Really? They did? Not Michael Fanone. The mainstream media uncritically accepts his claims that he was violently attacked on January 6th. They don't say Michael Fanone says he was attacked. They say Michael Fanone was attacked. He didn't go back to work. And yet for some reason, it's weird, the Capitol Police refuses to release his body cam video, which would show whether he was actually attacked that day at the Capitol. And he's not the only officer of the U.S. Capitol Police who didn't go back to work for similar alleged reasons. I appreciate the fact 
that Congress is acknowledging the courage, the strength, and resiliency of each and every member of the United States Capitol Police, sworn and civilian. Huh. Each and every one of them. Hmm. Chief Manger doesn't want you to forget that includes the murderer, Michael Byrd. That's right, pal. Rub our face in it. We are equally as grateful for the recognition to our law enforcement partners who fought shoulder to shoulder with us until peace was was restored in our capital. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure, Chief. Yeah, those... Uh, those grannies wandering around inside the rope line taking selfies were so violent. What a joke. Next is D.C. Police Chief Conti. Today marks a significant moment in the history of the Metropolitan Police Department. Our profession is rooted in a culture of guardianship. And there has been no better representation of this than what the world witnessed from our police officers on January the 6th. Well, you're definitely guardians of the deep state narrative. Look, if you don't realize by now, I'm not talking to the chief, I'm talking to you, the listener. If you don't realize by now that the Russian collusion hoax, the two impeachments, the stolen election, the Ukraine money laundering, the Mueller investigation, the Mar-a-Lago raid, and January 6th are all parts of one deep state effort. One big coup d'etat. I I don't know what to tell you. I can't help you. I mean, I can lead a horse to water, but I can't make him drink. I thank all that voted in favor of this recognition, but I must also thank our law enforcement community for their extraordinary response. To our heroes, for many of the officers with us, today's ceremony is the first time they have returned to the Capitol complex. Really? Now, now why, why pray tell, might that be? Many of us still carry the physical, mental, and emotional scars after that mob of thousands launched a violent assault in an attempt to halt the counting of electoral ballots. Okay, now, a mob of thousands did not launch a violent assault in an attempt to halt the counting of electoral ballots. The evacuation order had already come down before some protesters, not thousands, before some protesters started streaming into the Capitol. Do you get that? The evacuation order had already come down. So the folks who came into the building didn't stop the counting of anything. Well, why might you ask, had the evacuation order already been given? Because of the alleged discovery of pipe bombs in front of the DNC and RNC headquarters. So why do they keep telling us a violent mob was responsible for the pause in the process of counting the electoral votes when it wasn't? 
Well, the question kind of answers itself, doesn't it? And, and, and why does Merrick Garland's DOJ and Christopher Ray's FBI seem completely uninterested in getting to the bottom of who planted the pipe bombs in front of the DNC and RNC headquarters and why? Well, that question kind of answers itself too, doesn't it? The most reasonable explanation is they know, and they don't want to bring that person to justice. Now, remember, remember, a number of members of Congress who had planned to object to electors decided against it when Congress reconvened that evening, and they even said, given what had transpired at the Capitol that day, we've changed our minds. So, the plan worked. Foment a riot. Blame it on Trump. Blame it on his supporters. And steamroll the electoral process through a gullible Congress. The sound of metal poles and other objects striking the bodies Helmets and shields may still ring loudly. Okay, two questions. One, since we already caught you in a lie, how do we know you're not lying about this? And two, if it is true, how do we know the perpetrators weren't feds? For that matter, how do you know the perpetrators weren't feds? The air, still thick with bear spray and other chemicals, making it difficult for our officers to see and breathe. Yo, Chief Conti, um, y- you ever heard of the story of the little boy who cried wolf? Yeah, you... uh. You might want to brush up on that one. The calls for your fellow officer to be harmed just as loud as the day that this occurred. Yo, Chief Conti, prove it. Where is the video? You were confronted by individuals engaged in heinous behavior with the intent of causing you harm and destroying our democratic process. You did not give up, and you did not give in. And yes, you were vastly outnumbered. Vastly outnumbered, huh, Chief? By peaceful, unarmed civilians who stayed within the rope lines. With all due respect, Chief Conti, you're a joke. But you were determined, exhausted, and injured. It was your blood your sweat, and your tears that mark these grounds where we stand today. And you endured this without reluctance. This commitment to our nation is a reflection of your spirit and serves as an enduring reminder that adversity is also an opportunity. And one of the greatest strengths is our ability to overcome insurmountable obstacles. Uh, Chief Conti. The only blood that I saw from that day 
was the blood of murder victim Ashley Babbitt. Wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute. What did you just say? Adversity is also an opportunity. Adversity is also an opportunity. Adversity is also an opportunity. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard you the first time. I heard you the second time. Now I heard you the third time. Adversity is also an opportunity. Wow, that's just like Rahm Emanuel. I quoted earlier on this show, who once said, never let a good crisis go to waste. That's right, Chief. Rub our face in it. Adversity is also an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I heard, man. Never let a good crisis go to waste. I wonder if he even realizes that we realize. You know what I'm saying? Okay, next, coming up, we've got a guy who wants to be the next Speaker of the House, a guy named Kevin McCarthy. Now, Sean Hannity will tell you Kevin McCarthy's a conservative. Um, but based on what he just said in Congress about the Capitol Hill police, sorry, Sean, it's not going to work out that way. Anyway, first, let me uh, let me just mention to you the best-kept secret in American health care. Are you having problems with sinuses and allergies? Are you experiencing dizziness, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, psoriasis, even migraines? Well, no matter where you live in the United States, the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center might be able to help you. Let me tell you how it works. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for that atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column could get kinked up like a chain. When that happens, your central nervous system isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body as it's designed to do. Now, I had severe hay fever for five or six weeks every spring all my life. When I got my atlas adjusted, the hay fever went away, and it's never come back. The migraines went away, and they never came back. Again, if you're suffering from sinus conditions, allergies, vertigo, blood sugar problems, psoriasis, even migraines, do yourself a favor. Call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center. 501-279-2009 for free consultation. They've helped me. They've helped my wife. They've helped a lot of people we know. Please call them to see if they can help you. That number again for your free consultation. 501-279-2009. Now, if you're outside central Arkansas, there may still be hope for you. Go to their website, turnmypoweron.com. Click on the tab that says Find a doctor near you. And I sure hope you can. All right, now, I've been talking to you for a long time now about how the world is going crazy with supply chain issues, record-setting inflation, and sky-high gas prices, and woke corporations that stand against everything we believe in. We all know how the big box stores were allowed to stay open all during the pandemic. 
while so many little guys, small business owners, regular people, were forced to close. The wealthiest people on earth became better off while mom-and-pop businesses suffered. The question is, what are we willing to do about it? How can our voices be heard? Well, we can make a difference by voting with our dollars. Why continue shopping at big box stores if you can get the items you need from a family-owned company? Now, finally, we can shop Factory Direct at a family-owned, made-in-America manufacturer. Switch to America.com is helping Americans walk away from the big box conglomerates. That's why Switch to America was created with regular folks like you and me in mind. One of the best ways to get around this crazy inflation is to shop with family-owned companies that put their customers first rather than shareholders and corporate executives. We now have over 30 different Patriot influencers on board. I'm inviting you to join with fellow Patriots to cut off the cash flow of the big woke corporations that are trying to destroy our country. We are done with the woke globalist operation against humanity. Each of us can take market share away from these businesses that have enjoyed unfair advantages. We can choose to help each other by shopping family-owned, made in America. The website is switchtoamerica.com. Join with over 2 million monthly shoppers that have already made the switch. Let's start voting with our dollars to make sure our purchases are supporting companies that promote freedom. SwitchToAmerica.com is dedicated to offering family-owned alternatives for items we buy on a regular basis. Just go to SwitchToAmerica.com. When it asks how you heard about us, click on my name, Doc Washburn. And I appreciate it. All right, now. Next, we have House Minority Leader, would-be incoming speaker, Kevin McCarthy, proving once and for all that he is in the club and you are not. I appreciate the House and Senate for agreeing to use the rotunda to honor the Capitol Police and D.C. Police. Today, we pay tribute to their service and sacrifice on January 6th. These brave men and women in uniform stood strong in the line of duty for our country, and we're forever grateful for that. Um, no, they didn't. And no, we're not. This congressional gold medal commemorates their courage, professionalism, and patriotism. They attacked peaceful protesters. What a joke. Guys, unbelievable to me. There's no more fitting place to show our gratitude than the rotunda of the Capitol. A room that is a symbol of a sacred building, a symbol of a great nation, a symbol of freedom and self-government here and around the world. The Capitol Police and D.C. Police are valued members of this community. But they're also members of another community, the community of law enforcement the Brotherhood of Law Enforcement. By awarding them the Congressional Gold Medal, we're not only honoring them for protecting our nation and community on January 6th, but we're honoring them 
for the essential brotherhood as well. To all the law enforcement officers who keep this country safe, thank you. Do you have any idea how many honest law enforcement officers in this country, if they were to become aware of how some of these so-called heroes acted that day, would say, don't lump me in with those thugs. I don't attack nonviolent, peaceful protesters. Now, obviously, McCarthy doesn't care. And you want this guy to be your Speaker of the House? Really? Are you sure? Putting on the badge means putting yourselves in harm ways to protect others, to keep the country safe. These brave men and women are heroes. Heroes who protected so many from harm on that day. Heroes who live out the code to protect and serve. Heroes who do the noble work. Too many people take that for granted. But days like today force us to realize how much we owe that thin blue line. Okay, so this guy has swallowed the Biden regime's narrative hook, line, and sinker. As far as he's concerned, if you're a MAGA Republican, a Trump supporter, you are dangerous. But if you're one of the thugs with badges who attacked peaceful protesters January 6, 2021, you're one of the good guys. Why? You protected democracy. Again, you want this guy to be your next Speaker of the House? We're forever indebted to them for their heroism. Today, we take an important step towards repaying the debt by presenting them a Congressional Gold Medal. As Congress's highest honor, this award says that the service and sacrifice of these officers will not be forgotten. Okay, look, I don't care if he's in on it or just stupid enough to believe the regime's narrative about January 6th. It doesn't matter. He's just as dangerous either way. He's either compromised, even if only by his own naivety, or he's in on it, one or the other. But he'll be useless. He'll be useless as speaker either way. To be corrupt enough to be in on it or to be naive enough to just fall for it. That's not who you need as Speaker of the House. I hope every American will see this award and feel the gratitude for every law enforcement officer who answered the call of duty every day, but especially the Capitol Police and D.C. officers on January 6th. Because that's what great and grateful nations do. Thank you and God bless. Oh, my goodness. What a joke. And now the turtle, the guy who would rather be Senate Minority Leader than Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell. It doesn't take long before anyone working in the Capitol complex comes to see our policemen and police women as familiar colleagues. They're the first faces we see on our way in each morning. And our last Senate goodbyes every night. Just like members. Just like staff. The USCP are part of the ordinary bedrock of daily life. But some days, the worst days, the hardest days, we're starkly reminded that these brave men and women 
in and out of uniform are not an ordinary part of the fabric. They are not colleagues just like any other. When the rest of us move away from danger, they move toward it. Okay. So you just can't bring yourself to consider the possibility. Any of these folks you've been so familiar with for all these years might possibly have had some ulterior motives on January 6th. It's just too painful to consider, right? Willful blindness, huh? Hey, wait, 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 wait a minute. Weren't you one of the decision makers who turned down President Trump's offer of National Guard troops to keep the peace on January 6th? I mean, it was you, Nancy Pelosi, and D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, right? Now, now, why was that again? Were you in on the master plan on the setup that was January 6th, Mitch? I mean, I, I may call you Mitch, right? When circumstances make everyone else think of safety first, they put theirs last. And when an unhinged mob tried to come between the Congress and our constitutional duty, the Capitol Police fought to defend not just this institution, but our system of self-government. Oh, an unhinged mob, huh? So it's like that. See, Mitch is in lockstep with the Biden regime. If you're a MAGA, you're the problem, not those who attacked you. Did you get that? He said, come between the Congress and our constitutional duty. You're a liar, Mitch. Again, the call to evacuate came because of the pipe bomb discovery, not because of visitors at the Capitol. But never let a good crisis go to waste. Right, Mitch? On-duty officers held the line. Off-duty officers left their families and raced back here. Local officers from surrounding areas and federal personnel from multiple agencies rushed to the scene and joined forces to help clear the Capitol and restore law and order. It was a setup, and you can't convince me that he's not in on it. Because of your bravery and professionalism, Congress finished our job that very night. Because you honored your oaths to support and defend the Constitution, we were able to honor ours. That is a reality that was made especially clear 23 months ago. But it is true every single All right, so tell me, Mitch, what is constitutional about attacking innocent people? What is constitutional about shooting an unarmed woman like Ashley Babbitt in the throat at close range? What is constitutional about holding nonviolent people charged with misdemeanors in federal prison without trial for almost two years. No wonder. Hardly any 
of these people in Congress are willing to speak up for the rights of the January 6th political prisoners. Yeah, that's I did say that, yeah. Thank you for having our backs. Thank you for saving our country. Thank you for being not just our friends, but our heroes. Saving our country, huh? This buffoon wants you to believe that peaceful protesters wandering around the Capitol building, staying inside the rope lines, some of them chatting amiably with police. I've seen the video, have you? He wants you to believe our country had to be saved from those people who had absolutely no motive or opportunity to... Hey, wait a minute. I get it. I get it. Mitch is actually thanking the regime, the deep state, the intel community, big tech, for saving the country from another four years of Trump. He's thanking all parties involved for saving the country from you. Okay, now here's Mitch's good friend, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. January 6th was a day of violence and a day of darkness. But today, under this hallowed Capitol Dome, we come to sanctify it also as a day of heroes. Okay, now the Webster's 1828 Dictionary defines the word sanctify as, number one, in a general sense, to cleanse, purify, or make holy. Number two, to separate, to set apart, or appoint to a holy, sacred, or religious use. So Schumer, who is easily as unholy as anybody else on this earth, thinks he's going to be able, by the force of his will, to make the Capitol building holy? Really, Chuck, that's what you're going to go with? Huh? We do so by bestowing the highest honor Congress has to offer to the men and women of the U.S. Capitol Police and the Metropolitan Police Department of Washington, D.C. On the day democracy faced maximum danger, these public servants responded with maximum valor. All right, there's an old saying about con artists. Never give up the con. People like Chuck Schumer believe you are stupid. So they just keep on lying. I mean, you're not buying his lies, are you? Whether it was holding the line on the Lower West Terrace. Talk about a dog whistle. The Lower West Terrace is where the cops pushed peaceful protesters into a tunnel, maced them, beat them. It's where Roseanne Boylan was crushed to death. I've seen the videos of the macing and the beating. And you think Chuck Schumer hasn't? Oh, no, 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 no. It's a dog whistle. He's winking at these thugs, these criminals, by mentioning the Lower West Terrace. He's telling them, yeah, guys and gals, I know what you did. I know how vicious and violent you were, but you know what? It's all right. That's what we wanted. 
because you were vicious and violent to the right people. So it's all good. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Remember, you had our back on January 6th, and now we have your back, and we will continue to have your back. Or leading insurrectionists away from the Senate chamber. Okay, again, the 1828 Webster's Dictionary says an insurrection is defined as arising against civil or political authority, the open and active opposition of a number of persons to the execution of a law in a city or state. Now, let's go back to what really happened that day. President Trump had given a rally over a mile away from the Capitol. He'd encouraged people at his rally to make their voices heard peacefully. There was no insurrection. You know it. I know it. And Chuck Schumer knows it. We're acting quickly to to protect members and staff. History will forever note that on January 6th, democracy lived on because of them. Now, it is often said that the victors write the history. We shall see. But again, our founders did not leave us a democracy, no matter how many times the radicals among us claim they did. I can remember sitting on the floor of the Senate that day when my detail suddenly came up and said, Senator, we have to get you out of here. You're in danger. And he grabbed me by the jacket as we ran out of the chamber. At one point, I was within 30 feet of the rioters before my brave detail pulled me away to safety. How dramatic. Can you feel the pathos? Okay, what about the bathos? Chucky, 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 you're such an actor. Why, he's he's a regular Tom Cruise, he is. Their quick thinking, their valor, their ability to stay calm in the face of violence undoubtedly saved lives that day. And again, our thanks will forever remain immeasurable. So too will our gratitude towards everyone who stepped up that day, from the National Guard to the Capitol staff, who restored these halls after the violence. National Guard, huh? Wow. Now, why wasn't the National Guard there from the start? Oh, yeah, that's right. That would have ruined everything. No setup would have been possible with the National Guard in the way. Right, Chucky? As we observe this solemn occasion, we acknowledge that no honor, no recognition can bring back the officers we lost to the attack. You bald-faced liar. You bald-faced liar. You didn't lose any officers to any kind of attack on January 6th. You're lying and you know it. Well, you know, we are told in the New Testament of the Bible to pray for our leaders, but I don't think it says specifically what kind of prayers we should use. So 
I found one. I found a prayer in Psalm 109. Maybe this one will work. It says, appoint a wicked man against him. This is a prayer now. Let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is tried, let him come forth guilty. Let his prayer be counted as sin. May his days be few. May another take his office. May his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. May his children wander about and beg, seeking food far from the ruins they inhabit. May the creditor seize all that he has. May strangers plunder the fruits of his toil. Let there be none to extend kindness to him, nor any to pity his fatherless children. May his posterity be cut off. May his name be blotted out in the second generation. May the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord, and let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. Let them be before the Lord continually, that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth. For he did not remember to show kindness, but pursued the poor and needy and the brokenhearted to put them to death. He loved curse. Let curses come upon him. He did not delight in blessing, may it be far from him. He clothed himself with cursing as his coat. May it soak into his body like water, like oil into his bones. May it be like a garment that he wraps around him like a belt that he puts on every day. May this be the reward of my accusers from the Lord, of those who speak evil against my life. That sounds that sounds like a, a, an appropriate prayer to pray for one of our leaders, a guy like Chuck Schumer. I, I, find that, I find that appropriate, don't you? We mourn their loss. We pray for their families. And we honor their limitless heroism in the face of the unthinkable. Not one police officer was killed on or because of January 6th at the Capitol. So Chuck Schumer is lying to you about praying for people. And to every member of the Capitol Police and Metropolitan Police who still bear the scars from that attack, we are here for you always. It cannot be any other way. On that terrible day in January, you stared directly into the heart of darkness. And though outnumbered, you held the line, the line of democracy. You bravely held it, and democracy endured. All right, now, another dog whistle here. You realize that, right? You realize what Chuck Schumer is telling these people. He's saying, don't you dare ever tell the truth about what really happened. Don't you dare ever give up the con. We are all in this together. We've got your back, and you better continue to have ours. In return, those of us in elected office must always strive to care for you, to support your physical safety and your mental health to give you the tools necessary to do your jobs to the best of your ability. To my personal detail, Mike, Kevin, Joe, Dewan, and Chris, as well as Antonio, Larry, Sifonia, Christian, Brian, Darren, Kat, Fernando, Richardson, and Alex, thank you. Okay, wait a minute. Do you realize 
what he just said there? This guy has a security detail of 15 people? Why do you think that is? Why does Chuck Schumer need a security detail of 15 people? I mean, what are we we really paying all these people to do? Thank you what you do every day to keep me, my family, and my staff safe. You're the best of the best. You make your department proud. Oh, to be a fly on the wall. Finally, let me say this. The dome of this capital is kept lit by day and night as an enduring symbol of our precious democracy. It's a message to the entire world that here in America, self-rule must forever serve as our bedrock. Huh. You know, I got to tell you something about this guy. He would sell you out to the Chinese in a heartbeat. I mean, he pretty much already has, hasn't he? By the way, any chance we're ever going to see the uh, list of who uh, Jeffrey Epstein's clients were? Huh? Oh, no, no, no reason. No reason. No, no idea why. I just thought of that. Huh? On January 6th, that light flickered for a brief harrowing moment. But it was rekindled anew, thanks to the bravery of our Capitol Police, the D.C. Metropolitan Police, and all of our public servants who dedicate themselves to protecting this Capitol. I wonder how many people actually believe this garbage. Today, because of these heroes, the vision of our founders remains alive in our time. So thank you, God bless you, God bless our democracy. All right, now notice what he doesn't say. He doesn't say, God bless the United States of America. He says, God bless our democracy, which I've already explained to you, is diametrically opposed to what the founders wanted for us. So another Schumer dog whistle for his fascist followers. And, and by the way, that word fascist, it actually has a meaning, you know? It doesn't just mean I don't like you. Fascism is a system in which it appears that there's private ownership of businesses, but the state so heavily regulates and controls those businesses that you know, it it may as well be a dictatorship. That's what fascism actually is. See, a lot of people on social media, especially liberals, believe that fascism means I don't like you. But no, fascism actually has an actual meaning. All right, now here is uh, Speaker Pelosi. On January 6th, we all witnessed the gleeful desecration of our temple of democracy and a violent insurrection against our republic. Now, honey, you know we didn't see anything like that. That's number one. And number two, um, the Capitol building really is not a temple. 
I mean, you're getting you're getting pretty close to blasphemy there. And it's kind of borderline. Know what I'm saying, Holmes? One of the reasons, I can't remember which one it was. One of the reasons might have been Marjorie Taylor Greene, who said she voted against the um, the bill to uh, give the Congressional Medical Medal of Freedom to the Capitol Police was because it mentioned that the Capitol building was a temple, and she said, no, 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 it's definitely not a temple. I mean, that's that's kind of sacrilegious, right? Our congressional community knows profound terror of that day firsthand. Members of Congress fled for their lives. Staff barricaded behind office doors. Support staff who run this Capitol hid under furniture, the second of the sound of blood-curdling screams, the smell of gas and smoke, all remain raw. Now, if any of that actually happened, it sure wasn't from Trump supporters, but Nancy is all about the narrative, right? Hey, Nancy, has your husband been hammered lately? What do you mean disrespectful? It's a euphemism for being intoxicated. I mean, he did have a DUI earlier this year, right? Yet that day, the Capitol Police, the Metropolitan Police, and additional agencies bravely threw themselves between us and violence. And that was pretty tricky since they were the ones actually fomenting the violence. And may I thank the National Guard for continuing that protection ending the day and continuing that protection. Well, again, Nancy, um, why didn't the National Guard start the day there? Harkening back to Lincoln with great patriotism, determination, and resilience, they answered the call to serve, putting their lives on the line to protect the Capitol, the Congress, and the Constitution. Now, Nancy actually expects people to believe this. She expects us to buy all this. Of course, she also expects us to believe that Biden is not senile. Your valor on that dark day is the stuff of legend. And like the Dome, they fought to defend a source of strength and hope. And we thank you for that. The stuff of legend, huh? Well, she's certainly trying to create a legend, a myth, if you will. Now, that's something that will cause you to chew your dentures. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I noticed. United in grief and gratitude, today we award them the Congressional Gold Medal for ever etching their heroism into our history. You know... Nancy Pelosi is hoping and praying the truth never comes out. Well, I mean, the truth has come out already. She's hoping and praying that the truth will never actually become widely known. In doing so, we thank those heroes for their service and sacrifice, especially more than 140 members of our protection left with lasting scars and many more suffering from indelible trauma. Oh, give it a rest. I know. 
I know, you can't afford to give it a rest, can you? And may we always remember the fallen, the martyrs, the martyrs for democracy, including U.S. Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick, whose parents are here today, Officer, U.S. Capitol Police Officer Howard Libengood, Metropolitan Police Officer Jeffrey Smith, and U.S. Capitol Police Officer Billy Evans, killed in line of duty later on Good Friday. Let us acknowledge and thank them. Oh, the martyrs. Really now. Anything to push the narrative forward, I guess. By the way, Officer Jeffrey Smith tragically committed suicide nine days after January 6th. Just so you know. I also want to acknowledge those members of the police force, the District of Columbia, as well as the uh, Capitol Police, who had the courage to tell in testimony what they witnessed that day. Testimony, huh? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Testimony in your uh, sham one-sided January 6th committee. No cross-examination by Republicans allowed. That took courage? Give me a break. In his Gettysburg address, which was in November, November 18th, Lincoln stood on the ground consecrated by the blood of patriots and spoke to the duty to defend democracy. Let us recall his words. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us that we are here highly resolved that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that a government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. Shall not perish from the earth, no matter what the assault, as we saw on January 6th. Okay, there she is, Nancy Pelosi, rewriting history in real time, in broad daylight. She'll not have died in vain. The only people killed on January 6th were four Trump supporters. Democracy? Nope. Lincoln, whose mentor was John Quincy Adams, Lincoln knew better. And yet... Nancy's lies continue. Thank you to our heroes for being us with, with us today. And thank all of you for joining us as we canonize these heroes in the pantheon of patriots. Oh, beautiful for patriots' dreams. May God bless them and their families. God bless you and your families. May God bless the United States of America. Thank you all for being with us today. All right, to canonize. To canonize means to declare a deceased person to be a saint and entitled to be fully honored as such. But, of course, the Bible says all followers of Christ are saints. So Nancy blasphemes. I would have not expected any less of her. And now, CBS. One last time. You've been streaming a ceremony to honor the law enforcement officers who defended the U.S. Capitol during the January 6th attack. The members of the Capitol Police and the Metropolitan Police received the Congressional Gold Medal, which is the highest honor issued by Congress. Ah, yes. 
That's right, y'all. Never give up the con. I wonder how many members of Congress know that Ashley Babbitt wasn't the only person killed at the Capitol on January 6th. I'll tell you one thing. Officer Sicknick's parents know that he wasn't killed or even attacked on January 6th. They know his death had nothing to do with January 6th. And yet, at the ceremony, as they went down the receiving line and shook hands with Pelosi and shook hands with Chuck Schumer, they refused to shake hands with Mitch McConnell and Jeff McCarthy. So the whole thing, McConnell and McCarthy, are saying all these guys are heroes, just like Pelosi and McConnell are. It doesn't matter. It was all about politics. It was all about politics. So like I say, I wonder how many members of Congress know Ashley Babbitt was not the only person killed at the Capitol on January 6th. Bottom line, anyone who voted to honor the killers of Ashley Babbitt, Roseanne Boyland, Kevin Greeson, and Benjamin Phillips with Congressional Medal of Honor should be ashamed of himself. That includes all 100 United States senators. And sadly, all but 21 members of the U.S. House. I I hate to have to report it, but it is what it is. All right, you know, I guess... I guess it's about that time to say, hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by Red River Your Way. RedRiverYourWay.com, a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice the way you want to online. Have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental United States of America. Today's tweet of the day is from a Twitter account called The Daily Spurgeon. They have daily quotes from the great, the late great Baptist theologian from the 1800s, Charles Spurgeon. And the one today says, The true servant of God regulates his walk by his master's will. And hence, he never walks deceitfully, for God's way is ever truth. Would that we would all learn from that. Would that more members of Congress would learn from that. Amen and amen. Thank you, Mitch Ward and the crew at Red River Your Way for sponsoring today's tweet of the day. Appreciate that. You've been listening to episode 296 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a Terribly Messy production. 
Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like to, a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier the 10th. Well, that's the way it is. Wednesday, December 7th, 2022.